Welcome back to Booze and Buffy, a podcast where we are watching and discussing every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel the Series one by one. Uh, we will be discussing details from previous episodes, but there will be no spoilers for future episodes. I'm Harrison, and I too like to go through my friends' minds and do terrible things in there. And... Uh... <laughs> contemplating the nature of human existence while an angry man tries to struggle his way out of me. I'm Jason. Harrison, what episode are we watching this week? Oh, really that, dark. That demanded such an interesting introduction. Uh, we are watching Buffy Season 5, Episode 21, The Weight of the World. This is the one where a catatonic Buffy... Well, you know, she's catatonic, and Willow, uh, she just climbs right up in her brain holes and... Uh, sorry for saying brain holes. Um, and, uh, you know, snaps her out of it. Uh, and then, uh, meanwhile, uh, Giles and, or not Giles, Xander and Spike uh, go on a little little bro venture together. And uh, we learn the meaning of Ben is glory. Yeah. Um, and, like, well, the humans learn it. Yes. <laughs> uh, several times. Uh, the Weight of the World was written by Douglas Petrie and directed by David Solomon and originally aired on May 15th, 2001. Mm-hmm. Well, Jason, I teased this last week. Um... And it came true. Before confirming that it was actually <laughs> going to happen. See, that's the power of positive thinking. Exactly. Uh, I, we've conjured uh, up a... Let me try that again. Uh, take two. Uh, we've got a guest with us this week. It's our, our friend Ben. Hi, I'm Glory. I mean, I'm Ben. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. After we recorded uh, Triangle, Ben was like, can I be on the Ben is Glory episode? And I was like, <laughs> fuck yeah. Um, see, what Ben doesn't know is basically all he has to say is, hey, can I be on this episode? And I'll pretty much go like, yeah, sure. Also, what I don't know... And now he knows. <laughs> also, what I don't know is that I am on every episode as Glory. I just don't remember. <laughs> um, oh, that would have been fun. A little, like, Ben corner during all the Glory episodes. <laughs> um... Uh, yeah, so welcome back. Uh, Always love uh, having you. Yeah. Always good to be back. Um, uh, Jason, what are you drinking this week? Uh, I'm drinking red wine because I'm incredibly picky about what you have in your, in your liquor cabinet at the moment. Exactly. AKA tonic water will maybe kill you. We haven't determined if tonic water... It it probably won't make me feel great. Yeah. Um, uh, well I'm having a gin and tonic. Uh, with a little lime. The Harrison classic. Yeah. Uh, me and Lizzie, too. Um, and Ben, what are you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking a vodka and tonic because I wanted to confuse Harrison and give him just an underlying anxiety over whose drink he was drinking. <laughs> and, you know, I had that. I was having that anxiety until, Successful. <laughs> until you declined a garnish. And then yeah. I was like... Perfect. That, that is why I did it, actually. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he likes fucking with you, but he won't, like, actually be mean to you. <laughs> um, 
that's that's uh, that's how that's how Ben and I differ. Uh, <laughs> honestly, the Ben side, honestly, the glory side is yes, garnish. Honestly, yes, your ability, same garnish. Your ability to know where that line is it what is what makes you one of the best people that I know. Um, Thank you. It means a lot. Um, well, Ben, as our guest, would you like to toast something, anything, whatever you feel like toasting, like bread or? Uh, <laughs> I'd actually like to toast Singapore for finally decriminalizing gay sex. Yeah. Hell yeah. Let's celebrate by having gay sex. Until <laughs> <laughs> I get home. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I am home. <laughs> John! <laughs> Our first X-rated episode. Um, Alright, well, um, I suppose we should dive in. Um... We begin this episode with uh, Glory preparing uh, the the ritual to open up the portal between worlds. Um, it's gonna happen soon. She's and, got her key. Yeah, she's um, she is fucking stoked, uh, or she feels like she should be fucking stoked, but mm. she's got this like kind of empty feeling. Um, this episode does a really good job of giving Glory more depth. Of character. Even if it is just the result of Ben. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, it's, she, gets the, she gets depth of Ben's character. Yeah. Well, she's literally <laughs> get, getting an emotional spectrum for the first time. So, yeah. yeah. Um, that helps with the multi-dimensionality. She should <laughs> honestly talk to Anya about that because oh, yeah. Anya's kind of like been dealing with strange emotions for a couple of years now. So do you think if Gloria and Anya just met and like come friends that maybe we could have avoided this whole this whole mess uh, Thelma and Louise spin off please <laughs> I, I definitely think that things would have gone slightly differently with um if like the primary Scooby that she interacted with was Anya I, I actually now feel really robbed of more scenes of or any scenes of <laughs> yeah, Gloria I but that, only, then like, again, we are, like, super obsessed with Emma Caulfield. True, true. <laughs> the only times that they are ever share screen, to my knowledge, are just, like, group yeah. combat scenes. Right. Like, I don't think they ever share any, like, one-on-one moments. Um, so, well, I now hate this show, and the podcast is canceled uh, because they didn't get me what I deserved uh, 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> That's Uh-oh. why we do a lot of the things we do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, over at uh, God, what was the what, what was it called? The 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 gas station. I'll look for was it. it. Four Aces. It might be. Um, I'll look for it just to be sure. We discovered last week that the gas station, and by last week I mean two weeks ago, but oh, gotcha. um, that the gas station actually has a name and a Buffy Wiki article. Wow. Okay. <laughs> that reminds me of. Side note, I recently watched Misery for the first time and mm. how Misery the Pig has its own IMDb page. I love that. <laughs> I love random, like, wiki pages, especially on, like, fandom wikis because, like, Jesus, you will get a page for anything. The Smallville wiki in particular, oh like, I really... I don't know if I could ever go there. It, uh, was, it literally has um, a page for each season uh. that is dedicated to each character... 
Um, and not only the number of episodes that they're in, but also how much screen time they have per episode. It was actually quite fascinating to like hmm. look at when I was watching the show last year. Also, you were correct. It was the four aces. Good yes. pull. <coughs> Excuse me. Nice. Ben, thanks for riffing with me while, while Jason <laughs> found that. Um, By the way, guys, just a heads up. Uh, for those of you who are keeping count, this is episode 99 of Buffy the Vampire mm-hmm. Slayer, which means that uh, not next week, but the week after, when we tackle the season finale, season five, we will also be tackling the 100th episode of Buffy. Yay! Boo, I missed it. <laughs> um, I mean, you can just ask. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> no, I have school starting this week. I can Fair enough. Fair enough. not do any of these for a while, probably. Um, so... Uh, we, we catch up where we left off last week. Buffy is um, completely catatonic. Um, the gang, are, they are not able to get through to her. Um, but Giles is going to be all right. So Giles, that's good. Yeah. The, uh, he recovered pretty quickly um, from his, what was I mean, pretty life-threatening wound last week. I mean, Ben has some healing powers, yeah. man. One would even say divine. I don't think we would say divine. I actually knew a guy named Ben Divine in high school. Nice. Was he it wasn't me? <laughs> no. Is he a holy man? You know, I don't know. I haven't like seen him since high school. Well, you're useless to me. It's a waste of just just a waste of an existence <laughs> to be named that and not. Well, divine was spelled D E V I N E. Doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> um. Um. Uh. Spike tries shaking Buffy. Uh, much like one would shake a baby, um, or one More would not shake a baby. <laughs> yeah. um, he smacks her, which yeah. gets him a good old chips, yeah. chip buzz. And uh, this leads to a tussle between uh, him and uh, Xander. And Willow is not having any of their bullshit. I do love, um, I've mentioned before that it feels like Willow has been very in the background of season five Mm -hmm. and i love that we have at least this episode to um really give us not only just some good willow time but also some good like willow buffy time yeah because Mm -hmm. i mean willow's kind of you know primary scene partner at this point is tara so not that i don't love willow and tara scenes Mm -hmm. but you know i mean willow and buffy bffs yeah um, and, you know, Tara is not uh, in a great place at the moment. <laughs> uh. <laughs> no, so uh, I wanted to go back for a second and, oh, yeah, and, but... call, and call out Anya's line that we didn't try that. When <laughs> like, she's like, we tried everything. And, and Spike, like, punches her. Yeah. Spike punches Buffy, to be clear. And... <laughs> <laughs> we tried <laughs> everything. <laughs> Boom! <Yeah. laughs> So Spike punches Buffy, and then Anya says, we didn't try that. (laughs) This is classic. Classic, classic. Oh my gosh. Yeah, there's a very minimal screen time for Anya this week, but just like always, (laughs) makes it count. Also, Um, like, when when we were talking about Tara, um, that reminded me of when what happens to her happened with Glory. mm Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite lines in the whole series, for some reason, is when Glory 
drains Tara of her sanity and goes, mmm, yummy treat. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's so fucked up how much, how much humor comes out of Glory with just the things she's doing are just oh, yeah, objectively like, terrible. In that so very much. first scene, um, when she was going like, no, that's not my thing. Misery, mayhem, slaughter, that's my thing. <laughs> um, Misery the pig. Oh, excuse me. Um, uh, also, speaking of Tara, while the whole gang is having this conversation, she's just like in the background, like clawing at a wall. <laughs> was is, she clawing like, at the wall? I thought she was trying to look through like the boards of the window. Maybe. She definitely had like, she was just facing a wall during the whole scene yeah. with like her arm. I thought she was like scratching to like get out, but I could see uh, your read too. Because um, it's not, she's... Not the focus, but... Yeah, I, yeah, I feel like the scratching the wall would have, like, possibly drawn attention away from the scene, yeah. so... It, it just looked like she's just like, ooh, what's going on out there? <laughs> oh, there's still lots of dead bodies of, <laughs> of weird crusaders. Pretty corpses. Dealing focused here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, this was, this was probably, like, four weeks of work for Amber Benson. It was just, like, so easy. Just, I don't have really any dialogue to memorize, <laughs> I like I, if I'm not paying attention during a scene, like it's in character. I don't know, man. Like uh, sometimes uh, those scenes where you have to like be there and be like kind of out of your mind, those can be pretty tough to do. Just because, like you know, you have to be as an actor. You need to be clued into the scene. <sighs> Look at me talking to you guys about that. <laughs> Like, you have to, like, you know, be aware of what's going on, but, like, you also have to be your character and also, like, react the way that your character would. But you also need to know... It's like you have to know what people are going to say without knowing that they'll say it because you have to look genuine and have genuine reactions, but you also have to, like, not miss your line cues. So acting. To that <laughs> to that point, I, I, I agree. I think acting insane or, or angry or just any kind of, like, really elevated... Um, status like that is um, is more difficult because you're drawing you're trying to recreate like an unnatural true um, like an unnatural state of mind um, whereas before you're you can sort of rationalize it with how you normally think mm-hmm. so it becomes therefore it becomes more deliberate and it becomes more of a technical exercise and so I I think that stuff is actually harder and you have to be even more present all right, fine. You have con- you all have convinced me. This is actually the hardest four weeks of Amber Benson's career. <laughs> um, she is great, like in this when also, she's playing uh, crazy. Also, Tara. I don't know if I like pointed out her pajama pants before. So cute. Yeah, they are cute. <laughs> um, I think they're just the pajama pants that she. I mean, she's been in them since. Like, Glory sucked her brain. Oh, yeah, I think no. she's going to continue to no, be in no, them for the no, rest no. of the yeah, season. Yeah, I think ever since, like, Willow brought her home. Yeah. Um, it, like, that's been her costume, and I totally get it. Yeah. As long as they're comfy. Like, yeah. See, that's what's making this so easy. She's got, she gets to wear comfy pants for, oh, like, yeah. four episodes, whereas soft Buffy's pants. still in leather. <laughs> we call them soft pants at my house. Nice. <laughs> um, Willow formulates a plan. Um, she tells, uh, uh, they're going to go back to Sunnydale, uh, after Spike has, uh, or he's already hotwired Ben's car. Um, Xander's going to take Giles to the hospital. Uh, Spike's going to try to track down Glory. 
Um, and he is not going to pull any fucking shenanigans on her watch. <laughs> and Anya's going to take care of Tara. And Tara's, Anya's like, um, like, don't yell at me, but uh, what are you going to do? And Willow's going to help Buffy. So I don't think she needed to say... Uh... Spike don't go doing something stupid like looking for revenge because I think Spike would have like just flat out <laughs> he got his ass kicked the last time he would fought Glory so I I get like maybe trying to rescue oh I'm here I can rescue Dawn but um Spike and Pride are a funny thing though <laughs> yeah I was gonna say I do think she needed to point it out because yeah what I actually wish had been pointed out, I wish maybe Spike had been like, look who's fucking talking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you did go after her with a bag of knives. <laughs> um, uh, so she should know. Bad idea. Um, and I love I love Take Charge Willow. I love, um, I love that she's got a plan. I love that she's not taking any bullshit from anyone. Um, and I mean, you could tell that she's like, and you guys were having this conversation while we watched the episode, but you can tell that she's frustrated oh, to yeah. have to do that because, you know, Buffy's not doing it. Nobody else is. And she's like, oh, God, right. Well, yeah. and normally it would be Giles who would step up, but he has right. a, a pretty big gut wound at the yeah, moment. He, so. can't, well, he can't do any debatable. stepping. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he, has a, he has a gut wound that is, uh, that severity is, uh, changes depending on what the plot needs to yeah. be. But yeah, no, Willow and... Like, I know we talked a little bit about it while we weren't recording, but, but yeah, I very much related to Willow in that moment. Cause like, it's not that my, it's not that my natural state is to just like be a follower, but I do like to, when I'm in certain situations, just like relax and I get very frustrated when, like, I don't want to be in charge, but I also get frustrated when I feel like the people who are in charge are not doing a good job mm-hmm. at being in charge so then i'm like god damn it i have to yeah you're almost compelled to like step up and make mm-hmm. sure that everything's done right i feel that and we like i said we all discuss this and i'm very much like i like being in charge all the time but i do really um uh i i can like take a back seat when it's like appropriate and someone mm-hmm. else needs to be in charge but I get very, I also get very, very frustrated when I I have taken that back seat. Yeah. And, and the, <laughs> the people who are, like, in charge aren't, like, stepping up. And I don't have the, like, uh, like, I'm currently dealing with a situation in my life where I feel like the person who's supposed to be taking charge is not. <laughs> and that is forcing me to take charge in a role that I'm not qualified to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't have the skills or experience to be taking charge in the way that I'm being forced to. Um, uh, so I'm, I feel like I'm like doing that for someone else while also that's also taking away from like my other responsibilities. Yeah. Um, and I'll, that's, you know, vaguest of vagaries. I don't want to be like, this is who's doing this and making me mad. You this know? Is That's not right. my work. <laughs> That's right, Cheryl. Cheryl. Um, okay. Makes me think of Denise from How I Met Your Mother. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Poor Denise. She didn't deserve it. Um, and then, then we get the scene that uh, is why we're why we're all here. Uh, it's actually the whole the scene why we're uh, why we're doing the podcast. We're actually done, Jason. Uh, we've gotten to the scene, so podcast over. Yeah. What scene is it? 
This is Ben is Glory. Ben is Glory? Ben is Glory. I'm Glory. <laughs> You're Glory. Oh. Uh, I, I don't know. I wish I had been like, part of me was like, can you do a Claire Kramer impression? Like, <laughs> But I did not ask you to prepare such a thing. So, <laughs> Can you fly? <laughs> <laughs> Still one of my favorite fucking lines. What a great... Uh, I... What a great introduction to a character. Um, but yeah, Spike is like, oh, we also need to figure out this Ben thing. And they're all like, what are you fucking talking about? And he's like, you know, that Ben's glory. And we just get this like... Blank stares like, from everyone. Yeah, and it's like extended comedy bit where Spike has to explain it several times. And they can only retain this information for like... A couple seconds yeah. at most before the magic takes over and they forget again. Yeah, I just, I love how, like, everybody has these, like, slack-jawed faces at him. It's like, is everybody incredibly stoned? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, obviously this scene is hilarious. I mean, this scene, I feel like, I know in our friend group that has seen Buffy, we constantly do the whole Ben is Glory joke mm-hmm. thing. But I appreciate this even more after having gone from, like, the just soul-crushing ending mm-hmm. of Spiral. And, yeah, we've got shit to do, but we still have time for this just wonderful, hilarious bit of comedy yeah. from the whole cast and Spike. Yeah. I... <laughs> Why'd you separate Spike from the cast? Because Spike is kind of like the one who has to drive it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it, like, it did sound like you were making it very pointed that Spike was not part of the <laughs> Yeah, like I get what you mean. But yeah, it was your phrasing was very. Like, I was like, "What do you have against Spike?" Now? Yeah. What a toxic man! Uh, you know, he's, actually, he hasn't been too toxic these uh, yeah these last been... couple episodes. He's trying to he he's he's uh he's bringing it all together and yeah, the character uh, development's really starting to kick in. Yeah, I think we 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 had that joke of like one step forward, five steps back. He's actually getting to like. Where his steps forward are more than his steps back. He's, he's treading water. He's, he's, he's not actively hateful. <laughs> um, I really, my favorite of this whole bit is when um, everyone gets it. Everyone's on the same page. Like He's like, yes, we all got it. And then Giles is like, okay, great. Now do we suspect... <laughs> that there might be some connection between Ben and Glory. And it's 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 Nicholas Brendan and Emma Caulfield who really sell this because they're they're <laughs> they're looking at Giles like when he's saying it and then once he's finished they like turn to Spike like and it was just like it was so, great timing. And yeah, like, you know since we haven't actually said like why this is happening. Oh yeah. <laughs> it is it is because uh, and we've seen it happen a couple of times in the season already, but um Glory de, as Spike says has some like magical mojo that allows her to switch between the forms of her and Ben. Cause you know, she is stuck with having to switch to Ben, but, um, the magic that she has, uh, makes any human that sees it, mm-hmm. um, in- instantly forget it. Yes. Spike does not instantly forget it because he's not a human. Um, what? and, uh, what? Spike's yeah. not human. Yeah. Holy um, shit. and then, uh, <laughs> You know, you're thinking of William the Bloody. He was the because <laughs> uh, poetry was so bloody quick, awful. Quick question. So, just because it's been a while, is the reason that 
that arrangement's in place so that Glory can have, like, a physical body in our dimension? Ben is essentially her prison. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um... Because it was like I think it was like they couldn't kill her, so they just had to banish her to and another dimension and like contain give her, her, give her that mortal body. Because uh, I think they were counting on people discovering the loophole. They're like, oh, you kill the man, then yeah. you'll kill the god too. Yeah. What's unclear to me, and I'm curious to get your thoughts, is if this magic that makes people forget is just inherent, if it is just a an effect of this merge thing or if it's active magic that glory is exploring yeah i think that i think this is something that glory got later on so that way in this world of humans if anybody did like i mean obviously she's been planning to get the key for 25 years which is an eternity (laughs) um but uh, i think that she got that magic to protect her yeah from people discovering that weakness that makes sense um i'm curious because i wonder if she didn't have it, what co- what gave her the ability to get it? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like if she were imprisoned in, like, was it, was she always, was it always jumping back and forth between her and Ben? Right. And that's, a, that we had that discussion a couple episodes ago, um, because it's unclear if it's like, if it's only recently that she's been, like... How long has the Ben and Glory switching been happening? Was it something that just was always happening? Or as he got older, that she gained more power to be able to do? It is mentioned that she was, like, reborn in the body of... By the the Crusaders. Yeah. Uh, I already forgot their name. (laughs) (laughs) Grigor. Uh, well, I meant like their, I meant the like their whole order name. Oh, the Knights of Byzantium. Yeah, the Knights of Byzantium. They Fuck do like guys. they do say that um, she was born as a mortal, as a mortal man, mm-hmm. but they did not know who the mortal man was. Gotcha. Right. It sounds to me then like it would have had to have like the the spell that makes the magic that makes people forget would have had to have been there from the beginning in order for the switching to. Like, if the switching was always happening, then mm. that just helps, like, no one catch on yeah. for 25 mm. years. Um, and that could be why. Like, I could see that being a thing so that any time Glory does try to get someone to help her, they immediately forget yeah. that. Unless it's, like, there. retroactive. Like, maybe for a long time people did know until she, like, got her hands on this spell. All the backstory of Ben and Glory is... Yes, pretty we, vague, we which is use, probably like for the can, best. You know, I don't know. Maybe I'd like a little more detailed Glorigen story. Glorigen. I wonder if there's any of that in the comic, the new, the new one. I don't. I feel like I've looked before, and I, I don't. I need to know anything I, about Glory. I mean, right? <laughs> um, I'd be curious. I've not kept up with what's going on in the comics post. I think the season nine comics, mm-hmm. other than just like peeking in and like the wiki sometimes. Um, I would eventually like to go through and go through those, but whew, season eight was a rough. Yeah, that was not a good. That was not a good run. Well, actually, there was good stuff in there, but that it went really off the rails there. Um, I think they're fucking. <laughs> um. So, uh, anything else about this this bit uh, of the the gang not learning that Ben is Glory? No, I think it's funny and good. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. It is very funny. Um, I think it's used just enough in this episode. 
but I can easily see, like, because I feel that we don't see the actual people forgetting about the change, except, like, maybe twice in yeah. the season. Like, we see, like, the original time when Dawn sees the change, and, uh, and she just immediately forgets that, oh, hey, Ben was here, now it's Glory. Yep. And then um, we get, like, in Spiral. Yeah. So, so Ben... So you weren't aware of this. The very, I already told this story back when it when we were on that episode. But the very first time I watched Buffy, I didn't realize that, even though it's a really obvious, like the way it's written, that Dawn had somehow forgotten that Ben had turned into Glory. Mm-hmm. So when that first happened, I just thought Dawn was actively not telling Buffy. Yeah. And I was like so pissed. I was like, what the fuck, Dawn? This is vital information. <laughs> um, uh, and then bit a bit of egg on my face when uh, I was like, oh, that's a spell. You know, She's been immune to magic before, though, hasn't she? Or am I making that that up? Uh, I think you're making that up. Maybe. I'm not sure. I do have to say, though, I... You know, you say you've got egg on your face, but I actually kind of love when something like that happens when I'm watching it. And I'm like, I make a big deal about, oh, man, they've got this inconsistency here. But then, like, just an episode later, they explain it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, good on you guys. Because I'm like, I can be a real prick about this stuff. And yeah, like that, that actually just gives me a little bit more appreciation for the writers. It'd be more impressive if they were aware of that in the episode and so covering their asses later. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Glory uh, is uh, getting ready for the, um, for the ritual. She's got a great, like, black jumpsuit under her stylish red robe. I'm all about her vibes. Um, But she's, like, trying to comfort Dawn. And, like, and then she's like, why the fuck am I trying to comfort you? Um... (laughs) Come on in, Dennis. (laughs) Phantom Um, Dennis. I'm not not sure, listeners, if that caught on the mic, but my door just to the room where I just made like a weird noise like someone was trying to open it um uh okay um but uh she um she realizes that she's feeling guilty about what she's doing to Dawn and she starts freaking out because those are not emotions that she feels normally she's not the only person who feels guilty about what they're doing to Dawn in this episode. Yeah, true, correct. <laughs> this episode could have just been easily been called guilt. Like, <laughs> I feel bad. Um, but uh, she freaks out. At first she thinks that Dawn is doing something to her, um, that it's a spell, but she quickly realizes that that's not the case. Um, but she's not sure yet what the issue is. Um, over at Xander's apartment willow is preparing to do a spell where she's going to enter uh buffy's mind and anya is rightfully like yo this sounds dangerous for both of you yeah. <laughs> um, um but anya ah, just remember the last time you were here and mm-hmm. anya and willow were just Unleashing trolls and <laughs> yeah. couldn't stop fighting and look at them. Look at how far they've come, these gals. I, I, so yeah, so she does leave her with um, like, hey, can you just like watch Tara 
um, while that while I'm doing this, and like you know, just be there for her. like uh, she t- like half a pill keeps her mellow for like two hours, yeah. and and uh, she's like wish me luck, and Ani's like okay, good luck, and yeah. pats her pats on, on the, the shoulder. shoulder. Um, you know, it's funny you mentioned that uh, later we get a um, a credits image for from Xander. That's also a great credits image for uh, Emma Caulfield. Oh, and she pats her. Yeah. Oh wow, I I I forgot about that. Yeah, I saw the composition of the shot and I was like, this feels very familiar, and not just like not because I've seen this episode before, like, Uh um, but and it's once she like did that big grin, I was like, ah, there it is. (laughs) (laughs) Um, it's a sweet scene. I I really um, it was fun. Like that is a very funny bit, but like just. Overall, and just you know, like the... and, and just like another like comment on Anya, I feel like maybe even a season ago should have been like, oh, can't somebody else watch her? Like somebody more experienced mm-hmm. with dealing with humans and everything. But no, she's just like immediately, yeah. Like I mean, she's still got some trepidations. Like, oh, are you going to be gone for more than two hours? But that doesn't stop her. Yeah. From I mean, just in in there in general on Anya's development. Two seasons ago, when there was a horrible apocalypse brewing, she. <laughs> she got the fuck out of town like, bye y'all <laughs> um, she tried to get Xander to come with her but when he said no she was like I hope you die <laughs> um, um, always that bullet's always loaded <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, so Buffy uh, is in uh, Xander's room uh, Willow goes in and prepares. You can the spell. tell it's Xander's room because there is a poster for arc welding in it. I didn't notice that, but I no, did like notice I, his lava lamp. There was a um, there was like a shot of uh, it was like when Willow's looking at Buffy, and it's the shot of Willow, and I noticed that, like the bottom of the poster said like world class arc welding, and I'm like, why the hell would that? Who the hell would have that poster? And like. Sanders in construction, <laughs> of, of course. It's weird that he would have a poster relevant to his job in his room. But it, Buffy is, like, on, like, a little... I have little, a ton of theater um, posters in my room. Okay, well... <laughs> but, okay, but that's different. Like, but I did notice he Buffy... He has a bit is, of construction fans. Yeah. So like, <laughs> I mean, you never know, man. Like, people get really into stuff. Like, True. you know, I just found out Saturday that apparently there's a thing called Quilt Con... Oh, I knew about Kulkan. That's and, what I'm going to start calling all my photos of construction men. Is <laughs> I've just been a construction yeah, fan. Construction fan. <laughs> no, but like a, I, I was, bet you have. Yeah, I was telling Skylar about that because uh, one of the quilts for Kulkan was at the Kurt Vonnegut Museum that Ben and I went to on Saturday, and I was. Like, the quilt was fun to look at, but I was just blown away by the fact that there was a quilt con and a quilt guild. And that now, did not surprise me. And no, now I'm like, are into quilt No, like, but now I, like, I want to go to quilt con. Just go to the, just go <laughs> to the state fair. No, no, that is not a joke. I, I know that, like, the state fair has their, like, own thing, and I'm actually going to the fair tomorrow. Okay. Uh, but no, like, I want to see just how big quilt con is. Um, are they still doing the fair? Or? What, the fair? Yeah. I wondered, yeah. I just heard they closed it early, so I didn't know it. Oh. Maybe they just oh. meant that day. What day? Like yes, Saturday or Sunday. Oh, there right. was like a shooting or something. Oh my oh, god! Yeah. Oh wow! There, I didn't know that. Holy yeah. shit! Yeah, or there was an alleged shooting, but there I were mean, definitely people running oh, because they thought there was, and they closed it down. Wow! And I didn't know well, I mean, like the plan yes. for tomorrow is like uh, maybe to go and see going to see the Happy Together tour at eight, but um, and like you know do fair stuff before then, but. I don't know. Now I need to do more research. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Sorry. Well, no, no, it's okay. <laughs> On the subject of quilts, uh, the Speed Museum currently has, like, a room where it's all, like, uh, quilts that are like, all made in Kentucky um, from, like, the 1700s. Um, they were really, really cool. We, we took John's parents there a couple weeks ago when they were visiting. Um, no, they're definitely uh, beautiful. I love looking at them. Yeah. It, and the, the, the artistry is just incredible. Um, mm-hmm. Seriously, guys, we need to, like... One, figure out where quilt con's gonna be, <laughs> and two, I don't know, make it a weekend. Okay, second Jason, podcast. I I love you. You're not gonna go to. Quilt I'm not con gonna go to quilt con. I, I I appreciate a good quilt, especially if Leslie Nope has made a unity quilt for her and Ben's families. <laughs> nice. You, know, I don't uh, care. Aaron will go with me. Aaron Skyler will, will go with absolutely, me. Absolutely, absolutely, and you all have a wonderful time. It's just not my bag. Um, anyway. we'll still bring you back something. That's all I like want. Yarn or something. Like that. <laughs> um, well, Willow enters Buffy, and yes, <laughs> I could have. I could have said that in a better way. I could have, I and I deliberately, I deliberately chose not to. Um, I don't want anyone to have any false assumptions that that was some sort of accident. I chose my words precisely. Did you write all that fan fiction in 2001? You know what? <laughs> I didn't because I hadn't watched the show and was nine oh, in 2001. Yeah. But like, I would have. <laughs> um, and she is immediately face to face with little five-year-old Buffy. Huh. Cutest little, little, little munchkin with little pigtails and a little sunflower dress. Um... Definitely, like, a nice little nod to the idyllic life that the summer supposedly had before, um, you know, Buffy started slaying. Yep. Um, We, uh, in this uh, this sequence, we see uh, uh, the young Buffy is excited to find... uh, I assume there's a babysitter somewhere in this house, <laughs> but um, not relevant to what's actually going on. Um, and it might be that this isn't really like, this is probably not like an actual memory, but like a kind of fabrication of a memory that mm-hmm. you, you know what I mean? Like those memories that you kind of like half remember from childhood and then just kind of fill also, in the blanks. It is it's a generated also, memory. memory. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair point. Um, yeah, we get the welcome return of Joyce and Yay. the not so welcome return of Hank fucking Summers. Um, oh, but we it, did we did have a little cutaway moment where Spike finds like Ben's room in yes, the hospital and yes. stuff. Yes, um, or at, at Glory's mansion. Oh yeah, yeah. sorry. Um, the hospital is like right after that, so I thought. I I wanted to say this to John while we were watching, but I. But the, then this scene with Buffy happened, and it's more important. But um, so, for anyone who listens to the podcast, my dad wrote a porno, um, which is a great podcast. Very, oh, very I funny. thought you were just sharing. Um, no, the but, name of the podcast that Harrison was talking <laughs> yeah, about I, is "My Dad Wrote a Porno." <laughs> no, I immediately heard him say it, and I'm like. That could be misconstrued. (laughs) And it was. (laughs) um, But there's a character in um, in the books that that his dad wrote, um, whose name is Ken Dewsbury, and there's this weird storyline where he like is getting a divorce from his wife and um, is like has sex with his boss because he's sad and it's. But basically, there's a line where. 
at the end of like this chapter was like and it's like and Ken Dewsbury went home to his empty life and and it's like I was like Jesus Christ and when I went in like when Spike went into this like sad little room literally in my mind I went Ken Dewsbury went home to his empty life um but it is it's just like this in this opulent mansion Ben's got like this room with like a bed and a like a sink it is kind of funny that uh you know, the original intent was for Ben to be the prison of glory, and yet glory has made him a prisoner. So, Jesus. And then Ben went home to his empty life. <laughs> um, I don't, you know, I'm gonna, we'll obviously have more things to say about it once we get there, but I will say, um, even though I obviously don't like the decision Ben makes at the end of this episode, I think this show has done a good job of showing how Ben is pushed to where he gets. Um, like, I feel bad for the man. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel bad for his circumstances. Yeah, like, I, I mean, his, his life has never been his own. Yeah. Um, Willow uh, witnesses the scene of Joyce and Hank bringing baby Dawn home. Um, they bring By in the, the way, baby like, and... This is the oh, first good. time that we've seen, like, uh, Joyce since... Um, she died. Yeah, like, <laughs> uh, and... And you know we got like a Joyce silhouette in the uh, in the episode where Dawn tries to bring her back to life, um, which gets referenced later on in the episode. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like and just seeing um, Christine Sutherland was like, yeah, oh, got me. I wish there was like some way we didn't have to have Hank in this scene, but I also understand that like, I just like that just opens up more questions of like, where's Hank? I feel <laughs> like if it it's a fake dream. It can be, you can easily not yeah. have Hank. Like, G- Joyce have the is people like, who matter. Joyce is just like, uh, you know. I, I'm an independent woman. I drove myself home from the hospital. Uh, I, well, I After agree. pushing this not baby <laughs> <up>. um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oh my gosh. Pushing, you know, if we, if we had merch, I would want a shirt that says, I am an independent woman. I could drive myself home from the hospital after pushing this not baby out. I want a shirt that says that. Write that down. Christmas. Uh, Birdie mystery. Oh no, I haven't missed Jason's birthday. Nope. Um, on the other hand, even though I hate Hank, I appreciate kind of your what you were saying of like this idyllic life. Um, um, the Buffy's like kind of taken herself back to. It is a moment, though, when they come in, and it's, (laughs) they, um, she, Joyce is, like, introducing Buffy to the baby, and she's like, we're gonna call her Dawn, and Willow's like, Dawn? It's like, who the fuck did you think it was, Dawn? Context clues! So, can I, (laughs) can I do my deep dive into the entire, like, sequence that Buffy's going through? Um, it's... No. Yes. Okay. Please like, do. Because we're gonna like, I'm gonna like skip ahead to like a little bit in the episode. Sure. But like uh, we see uh, we see like uh, just different points in Buffy's life, and um, we see like uh, there's a scene of her putting a book back on a shelf. Um, there's the scene of her um, like stand like she's in her house, but she's looking at um, the grave. Mm-hmm. Which is specifically uh, in Joyce's room. Yes, she's in Joyce's room and she sees a grave for Joyce Summers. And um, Willow also sees the first Slayer um, and the conversation that Buffy had with her when she, like, uh, summoned her early in the season. Mm -hmm. Um, And 
and then like it kind of ends with a like you know you have the like death is your gift line and um and then she smug like takes a pillow and smothers dawn yeah and uh so and buffy keeps saying like i killed dawn i killed dawn and um and yeah what this this whole sequence hit me so hard because i think um i think there are people i don't know if it's like technically what type a personalities are but it's like uh you have to have everything be perfect and if you don't then it's immediately your fault Mm -hmm. and we see this idyllic scene we see this um like you know this family and that like seems perfect because even because you know at first like you know buffy doesn't want to like Buffy doesn't like Dawn being around, but then she's like, oh, can I take care of her as soon as she looks at her? And, um, no, it was adorable. But, um, and Willow, like, tells Buffy this. It's like, what you're feeling is guilt because in the scene where she's putting the book on the shelf, like, another version of Buffy that she's been talking to says, this is the moment when I realized that Glory was going to win and I had this moment of doubt this is the moment that I gave up and me giving up means Dawn dies. I killed Dawn. Mm-hmm. And it just, it struck me so much because I feel that there are so many times in my life when I try to do everything and, and I expect so much of myself. I mean, when I was a kid, like I, ex- I had this like expectation on myself to like always get the best grades. Mm-hmm. And you know, like even when I got older, I, and I was unemployed for a while. I expected myself, like, I, I felt terrible because I didn't have a job. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like, I have a master's degree. I should, like, be able to have a job. And it just, you have, and I think it goes back to, you have this picture of perfection in your head. Like, I, this is the, and for Buffy, that's this picture of her seeing Dawn for the first time home from the hospital. And everything that she's done has been to protect this like perfection mm-hmm. and and willow's saying like no you like i know that you've been like doing this since you were in high school and i know that it sucks when people ask so much of you but like you have to get over it and like and obviously for me i was just asking so much for myself so that like that struck so hard just that you know a moment of failure can like make you feel like you are just the absolute worst. Yeah. And yeah, like that's, it was almost one-to-one. <laughs> it was almost one-to-one for me, like watching that, like, you know, obviously like apart from the whole like God trying to steal my, right. my made up sister. <laughs> Makes you wish you had killed someone. Because <laughs> um, at least you would have succeeded. Yeah. Well, <laughs> since we're, I mean, listen, since we're, you know, in it, in this, like, memory palace sort of situation, um, it actually makes a lot of sense to just discuss all of this as a whole and then get, then go back to, like, the Spike stuff and sure. Xander stuff. Because um, it is, it's not linear plot. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's, um, mm-hmm. it's all kind of that, it's, it's very similar to Restless, honestly. On that note, like, I did really like the re reuse of the first slayer in mm-hmm. that sequence to sort of subtly remind the viewer that that's sort of the thing they can expect here is yeah. is like like just from a, a narrative standpoint like you're cueing in 
you're cluing in the viewer into like this is going to be like stream of consciousness and yeah and i thought that was a really cool like just like technical writery choice to make there Mm -hmm. maybe somebody read this out in the fury before writing this episode (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i love everything about this you know, I feel like this episode sometimes gets some flack from fans for being uh, kind of boring, a little, very introspective and contemplative. And quite frankly, those are the things I like about this episode. Um, um, and I like that we, we take up after the very heavy action of Spiral, which, you know, had a lot of fight scenes, and, you know, the Winnebago thing and um, and going into what is going to be a very eventful finale taking a step back to be like to really get into Buffy literally to get into Buffy's head yeah I've, um and how she's how she's feeling and you know I've said it before that. I'll say it again the next episode of Buffy was meant to be the series finale so this is like the culmination of her arc um as far as the writers knew and um like it's I think it's really great. Um, I think a lot of shows uh, do this, like uh, She-Ra did it, um, Avatar does it, uh, and um, a couple of other like shows that aren't animated do it. <laughs> um, I, I'm pretty sure there's at least like a couple of DS9 episodes that dealt with it too, but like right before the finale, the main character has some like an introspective experience. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Smallville did it, um, and they had where they just kind of like realize hey everything you've done has been building up to this like remember why you're here how you got mm-hmm. here and who you are and that like i like that even though it happens a lot i like that because it is like a nice little bit of a you know not just a reminder of the character but also to the fans of like this is what we're all about and now we're going to end it yeah so i mean it's also just like how you end a character arc is mm-hmm. you you push them to the very limit of what defines them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that and that's exactly what they do with this. Yeah. And I just love the um I love the you know, we pushed Bobby to to her literal breaking point. She mm-hmm. is catatonic. Yeah, and, and she's we, we mentioned it last yeah. week. She's never she's never given up hope. Yeah. Like she she's never looked at a any of the big bads that she's faced over the past four years. And thought, I can't do this. Yeah. Because um, even when she had to go fight Angelus, she still was like, I'm gonna fight Angelus. Yeah. The closest she ever... The closest we've seen to her getting to this point was when she had to fight the Master. Yeah. And that was very much framed in the... the just her, the outcome. Yeah. yeah the, and, her, and the fact that she was a literal child. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, this has been... We've, we've talked about... Constantly throughout the season, but it really highlighted last week. Um, obviously, the various traumas she went through in seasons one through four, and then this, just this season, you know, her relationship with Riley unraveling, her mother's illness, um, and then her mother's death, the revelation about her sister and having to protect her sister, um, what happened to Tara, um, and, and legitimately. Fighting a god. Yeah, like all of this has really, really, it's pushed her past her limit. It's the first time we've ever seen that. And that is really powerful to see. And it's really, really powerful to see Willow step in and remind her of what her strength is. 
and and bring her back. Like, I, I love that it's, you know, you mentioned at the beginning, like, it's great to see Willow take that kind of center stage in this episode and have this uh, really reinforce their bond. But it's it's really, really great to see Willow be the one to make Buffy believe in herself again. Mm-hmm. Um, because for five seasons now, Willow has always believed in Buffy. Yeah, I... Basically, this this part could have only been done by Giles or Willow. Yeah. And it just... I think it hits a little better coming from Willow because Giles has kind of like been in her been in her corner all season and as I said, Willow's kind of been taken like a back step. So it just it feels right. Yeah. Because um, you know, and even on like, you know, Giles versus Willow, Giles is like the minute that she he knew that she was the slayer, even though she's gone beyond all of his expectations, as he said before, um, he knew that like she's capable of doing the things that she does. Whereas Willow, I mean, she's just like this girl who met this strange blonde chick in, um, in high school. And it is like her relationship with Buffy has come to define her life. Yeah. Um, it wouldn't have worked with Xander. (laughs) It's also a nice, um, again, culminating a character arc in their relationship. Cause Buffy's Mm -hmm. the one that kind of pulled Willow out in the beginning yeah and started her on the path that she is on now and so it's nice to have willow be the one to to get buffy out this time yeah and to add to that um like a note that'll be important especially in next season is uh when xander says like oh yeah willow's doing this thing this like trying to reach buffy psychically and he tells giles that when they're leaving the hospital and he's like that's incredibly advanced Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, Willow's reaching powers that, like, levels of power that I don't think Giles can even comprehend. And yeah. I mean, Tara has constantly said that, like, yeah, she's so much more powerful than, yeah. than me. I mean, she literally <laughs> physically separated Xander and Spike by saying the word separate. Yeah. Like, I mean, look how far our girls come since Triangle. Which she was like... Conjuring trolls. <laughs> Conjuring trolls on accident. Oopsie. Now I can do it on, on purpose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can't see the air quotes. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, I also, uh, before we move on, and if you all have anything else to say, please feel free. But um, I just also really like Willow. Uh, Buffy tell young Buffy telling Willow that she talks funny. <laughs> and also when the library was open and she read Baby Dawn to Filth. Like, yeah. <laughs> She's, she's like she's, she's like a wrinkled old man. Um, oh my gosh! I just love that that details in the fake memory for some right. reason. <laughs> like, and and one more thing I did want to say just about yeah. the the like sequence in general is that um, it just underscores the um, purposefulness of why they entrusted the key in Buffy's care. Um, mm-hmm. And that, like, they knew it, it would, she would have that protective mm-hmm. nature over her and that it would cause her that much grief, even knowing that it's not really her sister. Right. Um, and that speaks to Buffy's character. It too. does, like, yeah. I just want to point it out. Yeah, no, that's the thing. It's like, people, I always see this, like, why didn't the monks just turn the key into a pencil or whatever? And I'm like, well, one, 
They turned it into what a boring they story. <laughs> like, yeah. um, but dude, I don't know, man. Some people are really attached to their pencils. I mean, but I, I do. But you're right. The monks, the monks, really honing in on Buffy's inherent empathy mm-hmm. and um, and and her love um, and capitalizing on on like, okay, so she wants to protect everyone mm-hmm. how do we make this thing the thing she wants to protect the most yeah and then also yeah so just like capitalizing on that yeah so i, I mean i guess that's that's most of what i wanted to say there is just like it really it really showed that they were like pretty smart with yeah. with how what they were trying to do i agree yeah and like we've we've been talking so much about how um you know, people dragged on, um, but I think this season alone, um, next season, she's got a little things working against her, um, <laughs> but this season alone, like, the key storyline is so great, and it's episodes like this that mm-hmm. show how good it is. Yeah, and she's, yeah. All right, uh, moving on from the these memories, um, and we can, you know, if at any point we're just like, ooh, we can, we can hop back into Buffy's brain. Um, but let's go over to Sunnydale Memorial. <laughs> Were we oh, done there? Oh, um, like when Willow is able to talk Buffy back into. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We should discuss you know, that. Yeah, when like Buffy, like uh, and Willow just does say like, oh, she starts leaving, and Buffy says, "Where are you going? Like where you're needed," and that snaps Buffy out of it. And God damn, Sarah Michelle Geller, I swear, when she just looks at Willow and starts crying, mm-hmm. that got me. Like, I was very emotional throughout a lot of this episode. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and, you know, and Willow's there. Like, Willow's there to just hold her and be like, hey, welcome back. It's okay. Yeah. I think they're going to be okay. <laughs> um, Giles is, uh, is I, I guess, better now. I guess they patched him up with they some new They did go skin. to a hospital. Yeah. They, they're like, well... Um, we use the uh, use a max potion and we're good to go. Get <laughs> um, a fairy in a bottle. Xander uh, fills him in on what Willow's doing, as Jason mentioned. Um, Spike uh, meets them there after uh, seeing Ben's sad, empty life, um, <laughs> and uh, he they. Uh, there's a great moment where uh, Spike just lights a cigarette in the middle of the hallway while there is a no smoking sign. You can see the no smoking sign right behind him. Uh, <laughs> unlike Harmony, he does not uh, follow the no smoking rules. I-, I love that though because you could easily miss it. Yeah. Um, if, you're, if you're not looking for it, but like, yeah, and Spike is saying that like, I, oh, I know this demon bloke um, who could might be able to know how to help us out. It's just a last resort, but. We're on our last resort because, you know, reality's about to cave in. <laughs> yep. And he also is just like, oh, I also found Ben's room at Glory's. And Sandra's like, wait, <laughs> Ben is subletting from Glory? <laughs> um, which earns him a, a smack from Spike, and uh, which Spike deems worth the neurological damage he takes from it. <laughs> um uh, back at Glory's well, now second at, location. They're at a construction site. <laughs> yes, 
Yeah, the construction. She's also a construction fan. <laughs> <laughs> maybe what she is. Oh my gosh, maybe she she really should have become friends with Xander and Anya. They really could have this really could have had <laughs> like a couples date. <laughs> <laughs> ben and Glory and Anya. And, and they'd be like none the wiser. It's like, you know, I thought we were making plans to have Glory over, but I think like we only hang out so with when, Ben. So when's Ben coming? <laughs> <laughs> when's Glory coming? Man? <laughs> what? Gloria's been in the bathroom for a long time. <laughs> like, um, uh, ben Don reveals so to. <laughs> I really want that spinoff. The dumbest. <laughs> want, it's it's now a sitcom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like multi camera. She's a hell or goddess. Single camera rather. She's a hell goddess. He's a doctor. If you could pull that <laughs> off in a multi camera sitcom, I'd be. I honestly want to see how you do that. Go all WandaVision on it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Glory's like, yo, little 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 child. Uh, <laughs> do you remember Ben turning into me? And she's Don's like, yup. And she's like, fuck. Not supposed to remember that. And then she was about to say, and all these other times too. <laughs> yeah. I said something. Yeah, the Wallster spell are starting to break down. Yep. And she is starting to not only access Ben's memories. Uh, but his his feelings as well. And, this is showcased um, by Xander um, suddenly fun, remembering. suddenly remembering, and then making sure that everyone else knows yeah. that he remembers yeah. it. Um, we uh, Ben tries. She tries to uh, have her one of her minions, not her like little minions. This is a new tall minion. Mm-hmm. Um, he. Uh, She's like, get this fucker out of me. Do whatever you've got to do. And he's like, sorry he seem- about you. This yeah, is he, the price. He, he seems to be the one that knows the uh, ritual. Yeah. Uh, because he's like anointing Dawn because like the key has to be anointed before the ritual takes place. Yeah. Um, Glory goes on a weird rant about how everyone wants yeah. to die because they're crazy. She went through all of human philosophical thought in like five minutes. Yeah. She's like, I have emotions now and I guess I gotta catch up. Um, it's a it's a it's a great performance. I mean it's all it's been a consistently great performance by Claire Kramer, but this is really like she's just like it's it's interesting because it does it feels like some of the rants we see her go on when she starts to like lose reality before she has to like brain suck someone, mm-hmm. but it's like it's all those thoughts that it feels like all of those thoughts that she's been having in those moments, but like she's finally lucid to express them, um, and she's like you know no one's gonna no one can fucking beat me, and Don's like my sister's gonna whoop your ass. Um, and she's like, fuck off, kid. Um, <laughs> Listen, little child. <laughs> um, uh, but at an inopportune time, Ben uh, finds the strength to to take over for a bit. And Dawn um, talk, basically talks him into uh, helping her escape. And Ben's like, okay, we'll get out of here get you a certain distance away and then you know i'm gonna leave you before um before glory reemerges, and we're like yay man <laughs> um meanwhile xander and spike are visiting uh they go back to visit doc returning guest actor joel, joel gray. gray 
Oh, that's fun. I didn't rec- recognize that as him. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was about to say, yeah, because he's, he's old, but I'm also like, he's also really old now. Like, he's in his nineties. No, he's still with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's... I thought he died like really recently. Um, if he did, I missed it. The last I think we looked him up um, when uh, Don, like in the episode where we first see him when Don asks for the spell to bring back mm-hmm. Joyce. Yeah, he's ninety. Um, Dang, good for him. Um, oh yeah, I always forget that Jennifer Gray is his daughter. I don't think I know who that is. Um, uh, um, uh, that movie. Dirty Dancing. Dirty Dancing. Yeah. Thank you. I was like, you know that movie. <laughs> well, I'm I just holding my that. hands in the I air. Seen like... that, but I have. I also, have that, that is um, that is uh, Phil Coulson's wife. Yeah, Claire Griggs, uh, married to her, um, and she's also in Back to the Future. In the first one, she plays a sister, doesn't she? Whose sister? Um, Marty's sister. Yeah. Um. Oh, she might. Oh no, I'm sorry. No, she's Ferris Bueller's sister. In Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Um, Not to be confused with the Ferris Bueller TV show in which Jennifer Aniston plays his sister. Mm-hmm. Um, she is not in Back to the Future. I got my wrong 80s comedy. <laughs> um, um, so, uh, uh, and yes, while they're visiting Doc, this is when Xander is like, oh, Ben is glory. And I, think like, I, know, I think in a way Christ. confused that uh, Marty's girlfriend's name is Jennifer. Ah. I knew there was a Jennifer. There's always a Jennifer. Um, <laughs> um, uh, Doc's like, oh, yo, you don't want to be messing around with a hell god like Glorificus. And Spike's like, you seem to be talking a lot and uh, conspicuously guarding that box. Um, and this is where we learn that Doc is an acolyte of, uh, ooh, I like that word, acolyte. Um, of glories. So a um, <laughs> perhaps it could be a Star Wars show. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, there's a brief little little. They have a tussle, um, and we get a uh, Xander gets a good like stabbing in. It's got some goopy blue goop. Um, I t- I think that's blood. I, I I'm aware that it's meant to be Doesn't blood. Doesn't look like any blood I've but seen. But it's goop. It's like it. I mean, it is literally some kind of goop. It's some kind of goop. <laughs> I just I was like, Ooh, that's gross. I love it. Like, <laughs> um, it, li- it literally looked like there was someone like lying on the ground below where he sort of just threw some blue jello in the air. Like, yeah. but I'm into it. Um, oh, I forgot. There was tongue time. Oh yeah, <laughs> he gives great rim jobs. Giant tongue came out. <laughs> tongue time. He was tongue and Xander real, real, real rough. One could misconstrue that, and I hope you did. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you couldn't see what Harrison did, but I'm sure he saw it in your head. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Great, great gag for for an audio medium. <laughs> um, no better than what I did earlier. They, so they um, they are able to uh, subdue Doc and get the box that he was trying to protect uh, protect from them. Um, but Doc opens his eyes and reveals he is not quite dead, despite a big old sword to the chest. Not quite dead. Um. Somewhere along Sunnydale's main street, um, you see that big neon Sunnydale sign in the background. I I just love that sign so much. It's so tacky. Um, But uh, uh, 
Ben takes Dawn down an alley and he's like, you know, hold on, we're going to wait here. I think we've lost them. And Dawn just <laughs> whacks that motherfucker over the head with some chains. And it does backfire on her because I'm pretty sure that's just what allows Glory to come back. But I was like, good for you, Dawn. Glory to say, first of all, ow, oh, yeah. it hit Ben's soft head. Soft now, human head. Soft human head now. I still remember how that feels. Yeah. Um, and we get this, I really like this scene, this like Jekyll and Hyde sort of argument between mm. Ben and Glory. Um, and ultimately, it, you know, it's, uh, Ben is resisting, uh, first trying to prevent, uh, Glory from hurting Dawn and then kind of, then he tries to kill Dawn himself to prevent her from using Dawn. Um, and ultimately, though, Glory is able to convince him to help her and that after she regains her full godliness, she will, because um, as we learned in the previous episode, kind of the whole shtick is once Glory returns to her dimension and regains her full powers, then it'll just kind of die. But she's like, yo, I'm a god. <laughs> I can... I can work around that. Um, yeah, and, and she's going to give him immortality. Yeah, and Glory doesn't seem to be aware of like what will happen when she uses the key. She thinks that it's just, I'm going home. Oh, I think Glory's totally aware. I just don't think she gives a shit. Well, I mean, but like, she talks about going home, but if, re- if all reality collapses, then that includes her. But see, I don't think she cares. Like, I think she... Okay. I think she'll thrive on that. You know what I mean? But she won't because she won't exist. So when we're saying all reality collapses, are we saying like everything's gonna? I don't think I don't think that's what's gonna happen. Um, okay, I think well, it's like all the worlds blend together yeah, to be in this one like. Yeah, it just becomes one hell dimension. Yeah. Okay. That's then... always have my vibe on it. Yeah, that's all always right, been my they... interpretation. But that's bad too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's bad for us. Good for glory. Yeah, they they. I guess like they they focus a little too much on like oh it's gonna be horrible and not like the actual. Like, the details are vague. Yeah, I mean, Giles <laughs> just says it'll be the end of reality as we know it. And I think he just means, okay. like, we won't... Giles, you need more specific. <laughs> I think he just means, like, we won't, like... We, it won't be something we've experienced before. Yeah. Okay. Um, but... Yeah, this is enough to convince Ben. And, like I said, it's... Obviously, I don't agree with his choice. But I think they've done a good job of laying that road for him. And... What do, what do we think about where Ben ends up here? Does it, as a fellow Ben, how do you feel? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I get it. I mean, you know, very fairly pointing that he never really existed to begin with. Like, mm-hmm. it, I mean, even though he technically did, of course, you know, it, yeah, it's but it was un- never his life, right? I mean, it's understandable, um, and. You know, it just speaks to maybe how he's... I kind of tend to think he maybe never had, like, actual control of his life. And it's Mm -hmm. always been, like, a jumping back and forth. Mm -hmm. So, um, otherwise, I think he might have a little more agency and a little more desire to, like, hold on. Yeah. Um, So, so yeah, I don't know. That's... It made sense to me. Yeah. Yeah, I think... um, I... Yeah, I have to realize, uh, you know, we watch these 
TV shows and movies about people saving the world with these like strong moral codes. And um, we have to remember that, you know, not everybody has the moral codes of our heroes. Mm -hmm. And I mean, like, it's honestly probably one of the most human things for Ben to do to like, you know, be presented with something that will benefit him and like make a compromise to do that and that's what makes the heroes heroes too. yeah yeah that they yeah the here what makes the heroes is that they don't make those compromises yeah and they make the sacrifice but at, at the same time like uh, so many humans would would make that the same choice that ben did yeah and i can't blame him for that i mean and it's easy to like you know, sit here from like an observer's perspective <laughs> and be like, oh God, Ben, just suck it up. And it's yeah. also like privileged <laughs> to be, <laughs> be like, we. To be real. <laughs> yeah, like re- real privilege. To, <laughs> Hashtag to, real privilege. <laughs> to like have. But really though, um, like to be able to develop your own moral code in the mm-hmm. first place, perhaps. Like, yeah. Um, like he didn't even have that opportunity really. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with Which, you. Which, I mean, hey, props to him for, like, the times that he has tried yeah. to protect Dawn. Yeah, I mean, for what he's gone through, what his life has been, the fact that it took this yeah. long, like, actually speaks but, well of him. And at the, at the most, he's had half the time as a regular human yeah. to yeah. develop and, the more and I think, like, <laughs> And I think, like, it, I, but I think that he did it because he's always seen Glory as this antagonistic force in his life. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that Glory is actually offering him something that... Yeah that's like that's the kicker yeah which is kind of ironic that i don't think she would make any sort of offer like that if it weren't for his own emotions and stuff bleeding in Mm -hmm. like his his own kind of sense of empathy is what allows her to even make such an offer for him like i think if if it weren't for that she well clearly we've seen she doesn't give a shit if ben lives or dies and we she does seem to kind of now like they have like a, a weird literally codependent relationship with one another that she finally seems to in her own very twisted way value i think it's more this is like a new a new set of knowledge Mm -hmm. that she has like she's not used to having emotional insight into ben or anyone yeah and so now that she's got her bearings a little bit it's another thing she can use Agreed. So I don't, I don't know how much she actually cares about Ben even in this moment. I think she's just like, oh, this is what will make you stop being an inconvenience mm-hmm. right now. No. And this is the first time that Ben and Glory have ever interacted. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are completely that separate. That we've seen anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. They've been completely separate in entities who don't have memories of one another. They're just like, this is... I mean, kudos to Charlie Weber and Claire Kramer for being such great scene partners and not actually sharing any camera time. Also, like... I, um, yeah, the the scene in general, like there are like a lot of it is quick cuts between mm-hmm. um, Claire Kramer and Charlie Weber, but there are there are also some like really quick like transition effects um, or transformation yeah. effects, and uh, you know, people give a lot of shit to uh, like I'm listening to a Smallville podcast right now, and uh, they're talking about like uh, the special effects involved with the show. And uh, how they may seem dated now. But um, I, I feel like... I actually think it works really well. 
Yeah, um, I thought generally these were... I, I did notice that they... I mean, they do utilize a lot of off-screen transformations, but the one, I, I did notice that when they show them transforming on-screen, it's usually been into glory. Because um, I would imagine that was that's a little easier. Um, specifically, I think the hair longer to... Or shorter to longer probably is an easier, easier transition. I think it's easier technically to remove than add. Yeah. Um, um, but I agree. I think it was it was really well done. And it wasn't like... I remember like in some of the earlier seasons. And it still shows up periodically. But like you can always tell when a vampire is about to like vamp face. Because like they suddenly kind of look superimposed on the mm-hmm. background, not in the yeah. scene anymore. The, yeah, <laughs> it's, like, it's it's the equivalent of a, of a Scooby-Doo episode where there's a hall of doors, but there's one that, like, <laughs> is a little more animated than the others. So yeah. Like, I know which door they're going through. Yeah. The Adobe program, like, flattened all the layers. Exactly. <laughs> so they could do their, their edits. And yeah. there was definitely Adobe some Premier, of that there, the but it was much less uh, noticeable. Like, I, I, I felt like generally these transitions were, pr- like... I've not seen, they weren't seamless, but like for the time period we're in of, of special effects, I like well. I thought it was good. Mm-hmm. You could still see some of the strings, but like Honestly, they weren't as think, obvious. Yeah, I think like the special, when they do go non-practical with some unfortunate exceptions, like when they do go non-practical, it is decent now and actually pretty good for yeah. a show of its budget at the, at the time. Yeah. And but most of the time they smartly go practical, and yeah. I think that really helps. I'm just I thinking of Alien Three right now. Right, <laughs> we watched so we watched Alien Three last night, and the it's it was made in '92, so it's like they just have access to CGI, but it's not very good. Mm-hmm. So the the alien in the movie is like sometimes CGI and sometimes practical, and when it is practical, it is slimy and gross and like really good and when it is cgi oh it looks like a video game mm-hmm. like and not alien isolation and not alien isolation <laughs> yeah like literally the alien and alien isolation isolation would have been preferable to that little like you would have found it in doom or something right yeah <laughs> um uh anything else bef- uh, about glory and ben's Mm-mm. jekyll and hyde time uh so ben does you know he capitulates to um to glory and grabs dawn uh they leave the alley where they are met by glory's minions um and they head on back um at this point bahi has come out of her catatonia uh the gals meet up with uh Giles, Xander, and um, Spike at the magic box, and uh, uh, yeah, she's put. She's one of the gals. Oh, okay, her and Tara. Sorry, like I just thought, like oh, you know, the gals who were like <laughs> oh no in each other's heads. <laughs> no, I meant all the gals. Okay, gotcha. um, gal pals, gals with the next. The the gals, the the gal Scoobies, <laughs> um, the dolls. You know your Daphne's and your Velmas. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, they, uh, they meet up with, everyone meets up at the magic box. Uh, Xander is so excited to tell Buffy that Ben is glory. And Buffy's like, yeah, I heard. Pretty That wacky. did make me wonder if Buffy would have been immune, but I don't, 
I don't think she would have been. I don't think so. I think that's one of the things Buffy would have thought she's immune to because anytime they're <laughs> under a spell, Buffy always assumes she's immune <laughs> because she's the, the That slayer. is one of my favorite running jokes. But no, um, and I can't, and I'm going into like a little bit of spoiler territory here. Yeah. So um, edit it out if need be. Right. But um, you know how like... Uh, spoilers! I mean, we just really have... The only time we've seen Buffy... The only time Buffy saw the transformation was right before she went into a catatonic state. So, I mean, there's no... But I would I would assume that, yeah. I mean, she is... No, you're right. Anecdotally, there's no reason to support yeah. that. So. But yeah. Sorry, guys. That was, like, spoilers. So you're just going to hear a lot of, like, for a second. You'll hear River Song. <laughs> Anytime there's spoilers, you get River Song in there. Spoilers. Um, it's literally just me record, uh, recording my phone getting a text. <laughs> because, because I, I actually imagine you just in River cosplay <laughs> doing spoilers. it. Spoilers. <laughs> like getting the, the, the whole costume <laughs> okay. just to record All it. Right. And Wh- you don't keep it. You record it fresh every time. Which River costume would you think would be? Silence in the Library. Her her the astronaut costume. Yeah. Okay, all right. Fair See, enough. I was thinking I more why, of like right. the Funko Pop one that she has in her Matt Smith episodes mm-hmm. when she's got her gun. Yeah, actually, this is the one. I this like kind of greenish dress that she wears. That's what I was picturing. Um, That's but just I'm... River Song first thing that. Oh, oh yeah. of course, it's an iconic image. You know, you can like put that put that costume together, and then you can cosplay at QuiltCon. <laughs> second second thought was not even of River, but of my friend Kelly Moore who cosplays as River Song. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so, um, Giles has gone through the, um, the information that Spike got from Doc's and um, we learned earlier in the episode that the ritual is done via uh, a bloodletting. They have to um, cut poor Dawn up uh, to open the portals. And we, uh, Giles has learned that once the ritual begins, um, it will not stop until Dawn is dead. The blood so stops flowing. If... The ritual begins if they're not able to stop Dawn, uh, Glory from starting. The only way to stop it is to kill Dawn. Mm-hmm. What a bummer of an ending. <laughs> How does that compare to the last episode's ending? Um, <laughs> gosh. I don't know. The, the, episode, the last episode ends, it just, it's, it's, it's very crushing. Like... Everything that can go wrong has gone wrong, and Buffy is completely gone. It, like, I don't know, but this one is also just like we, but you know, Buffy worked or Willow worked so and, hard to get Buffy back just to get this fucking. Blow. Yeah, and you know, like, and, and all throughout her, like, all throughout her catatonia, she's saying like, "I'm going to kill Dawn," and then she like hears from Giles like, "Oh yeah, if the if this ritual starts, you'll have to kill Dawn." Yeah. Fuck. It's it's not a happy pants o'clock. Uh, I don't know what that was. I, I've never said that phrase before. I, I don't think anyone has. <laughs> <laughs> I want that to be real now. I, another merch t-shirt. Yeah. Happy pants o'clock. <laughs> wow. Oh my god, I just imagine like a clock, but the hands are pants. Okay. And like it's pointing to a time. Happy soft pants o'clock. <laughs> Alright, that is the weight of the world. Um... 
revelations galore, Venice glory. What? Uh, I know. It's shocking. Um, oh, I can finally... Well, I guess I... It's not finally. We've known this information for a while, but I was like, I can finally share my my Ben is Glory meme that I made of Ben Wyatt from Parks and Rec. <laughs> um, it's funny. Um, uh, yeah, uh, Ben, you can go first with your 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 thoughts since you're our friend and guest. <laughs> what? No, I'm just. <laughs> I don't know anything anymore. No, uh, I mean, I feel like I shared most of. Most of everything in the, like, while we were doing the, you know, the discussion of the, the synopsis. But, but yeah, like, you know, I, I asked to be part of this episode because of the whole Ben is Glory thing. Because, you know, that's my name, too. <laughs> I mean, that's my name. Um, but, but yeah, like, it, it is just a good episode. It really sets the stakes, you know, especially in the last moment really well. Yeah. Um, it culminates a lot of arcs very very satisfyingly um yeah it's just a you know it's a great season um it's a it's a strong story um yeah it's just it's just great to be to be part and always fun to be on the podcast thanks jason uh yeah i i already told you guys i got like fairly emotional and yeah we the episode ended and jason was like a little verklempt yeah (laughs) multiple parts and and you know when a I always say if a movie can make me cry or if a horror movie can like actually scare me or unsettle me, that always gives it like a bump up in my opinion. Cause like, Oh, Hey, you guys made me feel something and everybody knows I'm a fucking robot. Mm-hmm. Famously. <laughs> uh, but, um, and you know, also if a movie just makes me truly happy, uh, and, or a TV show for that matter. Um, cause, uh, I, I am I'm a little loath to admit that that doesn't happen as often as I would love it to, but it also makes those moments special. And uh, yeah, like I, I also am not gonna lie. I was like, I was watching a lot of that last scene, thinking of what's going to happen in the season finale, and it got me emotional. Guys, we're gonna probably have a pretty emotional episode yeah. when we go over that. Uh, but no, I really enjoyed it. Um, Want to do the ratings, uh, Ben? What was your rating? I forget what the system is. Is it just... Oh, out it's out of five. Okay. <laughs> Whatever you want it to be. Yeah, out of, yeah oh, it can gotcha. be out of five uh, Mack trucks. Mack oh. trucks. I don't like that. No, I'm just well, kidding. Yeah. You can make whatever. It yeah, can be yeah. out of five anythings. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give it 4.5... Yeah. 4.5 aces out of five. Nice. nice. Out of four <laughs> aces. <laughs> <laughs> so this is really, really good. <laughs> Um, I will also give it 4.5 uh, wooden boxes full of secrets. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's a really strong episode. I really just love taking the time to re- to quite literally get into Buffy's head. Um, and um, but also uh, get into, you know, get it Glory and Ben's perspectives on this whole thing. Um, and um I just yeah, it's a strong episode, and it really gets us like in like in the mood, and it, like we you know we're ready for the finale. Like I'm like there's a part of me that just like almost is like fuck it, we'll just we'll we'll finish up Angel later. But no, we're gonna do this properly. <laughs> we get, we get, um, dude, man, we're, we're in Pylea right I, now. I know we are. And it's just, I'm just so excited. Cordelia's the queen. <laughs> um. So yeah, this is gonna be all yeah four point five. Uh, little pills that are going to help keep Tara mellow 
so out of that, five. Yeah, that'll be uh, four point five gummy treats. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that'll be uh, uh, let's see, half a pill keeps her out for two hours, uh-huh. so um, one pill keep out for four, so uh, sixteen plus is eighteen hours. Wow. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I was thank you for doing that math for me because I was not gonna get there myself. Um. All right. Any 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 other final thoughts before we get out of here? Mm-mm. All right. Jason. Thank you for joining us on Booze and Buffy. We will be back next week with Angel Season 2, Episode 21, Through the Looking Glass. Yes, we've got a lot of um a lot of like literary references <laughs> going on. No. One or two. Yeah. Um that being said though, uh I'm just going to say right now, the name for the season finale of Angel Season 2 is one of my favorite episode names for a TV show ever. And I'm glad you're the one who has to say it. (laughs) Uh, I'm Harrison. You can find uh, me on Instagram at Harrison Alexander Kaufman. Uh, And on Twitter, having, you know, a daily breakdown, probably, uh, Harrison Kaufman. That's spelled C-O-F-F-M-A-N. And I'm Jason. You can find me on Instagram at yamij357 and on Twitter at yamij. Ben, can people find you online or? Uh, they can find Glory at <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, I'm Ben Gerhart. Uh, you can find um, you can friend me, and if I like on my personal Facebook page, if you want Ben Gerhart, and I may or may not accept it. And then I do have a professional page on Facebook. It's Ben Gerhart writer slash theater artist. That's theater with an ER because I live in America. And um, on Twitter and on Instagram, um, I'm at Lunar Crescendo. You can spell it. I believe in you. (laughs) Do you have any projects you're working on right now? Um, I'm actually... Uh, about to start school so i'm trying not to work on any any new projects but fair enough of course i have some ideas but uh well well, i do want to brag on you though because you did uh recently have a very very awesome play read yeah thank Uh, you it was great yeah i i I very much enjoyed it thank you all right uh you can find us on facebook instagram and twitter at booze and buffy or you can email us at booze and buffy at gmail.com the and is spelled out a-n-d and don't forget to subscribe and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. And each week we like to give a shout out to a worthy charity or a nonprofit. This week I didn't pick one. Um, anyone, anyone have something they want to plug? Um, ben, do you have anything? I mean, we've been dealing with a lot of nonprofits at work right now. And so just first in my brain is um, Roots 101. Oh, yeah. Um, they're new to me. Uh, cultural organization nonprofit mm-hmm. in town um, that does a lot of work with African American heritage and history um, broadly in in the country, but also specifically for Black people in uh, in Louisville. Yeah, I believe there. I believe that organization open or like started in like twenty twenty. Oh, okay. Um, I think I think they are that, relatively new. That generally. sounds right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, as always, go slay. And be gay. Yeah, so I'm gonna peace out, y'all. <laughs>